Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Like a blade of corn. Welcome back to Broadway, the color purple. Yay! I cannot deal with the fact that I haven't seen it yet. Well, we're hoping to rectify that this week. Hopefully. We were denied tickets because it's a hot, hot ticket. (sighs) And I've been so busy. I haven't had literally any time. That's why I'm like okay with it because it's not like I've been passing up any opportunities. I have literally every week look at my calendar and I'm like, is there any possible day I could rush? No. Then I can't see it because I can't afford a ticket. Right. Because I'm poor. It's New York. Yep. Yep. But we are trying to rectify that this week. I think we'll be able to. Oh my God. I love the color purple so much. I'm very excited. It was one of the first shows I saw, or well, it was one of the first shows that I like remember seeing Mm -hmm. after I moved here. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit after I moved, but like I wasn't seeing the number of shows Mm -hmm. and the way that we see them now. Did you Uh, read the book? Had I read, the, I think I had read the book at that point. I think I read the book because the musical was happening oh. and I wanted to read the book before I saw the musical. Interesting. So good. I borrowed my old roommate's copy and read it. Jesse. No, I, I was trying it. to remember <laughs> if I bought my copy that I read or if it might have been something that I read in that queer studies class I Mm. took or maybe in that girl you'll be a woman soon coming of age stories class oh I took took a fun class that had a dumb name (laughs) it was called witches wives and wild women the image of women in popular culture yeah I did a project on Britney Spears because it was 2001 oh my god (laughs) that's hilarious I probably just read it on my own though I don't remember well, I don't remember. You know what we did read in that class? Push. Oh. I forget the rest of the title. Push. Um, a novel. Well, it's just, yeah, a novel by Sapphire. Because Precious is Precious based on Push, a novel by Sapphire. Right. Yeah. That was a great book. I borrowed that from you. Oh. Yeah. Did you give it back? I did give it back. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad you kept track of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. They could make that into a musical. I would see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like super. Ooh, who would write it though? I mean, I don't know that we know because I feel like it needs to be a black woman. Can it be the same people that wrote The Color Purple? Yeah. Because when the I fuck think... else are they going to write a well, musical? Well, that's true. That's a mixed bag of people though. That's true. Was a... That's saying that. I don't know how know, that how that can't... creative team came together. but Me yeah. Me neither. Curious. Oprah found all of them. Hmm. Yeah. Oprah brings people together. <laughs> I th- yeah. No, but I honestly think it's it, it will be someone that we haven't heard of mm. right now at this mm. point in mm. our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see it. Me too. Make it happen. Yep. Well, I went to a reading of a new musical. <gasps> 
How was it, Patty? It was long. (laughs) It's a reading and it was their first public presentation. So I'm not going to, you know, make any judgments about the show itself because it also was very clearly, they were just doing all the material that they had. Right. All four hours. (laughs) That's a lot. It's a super interesting idea. It has, let me find the full title. It's called Speakeasy, John and Jane Allison in Wonderland. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. See? John and Jane Allison in The Wonderland. The Wonderland. See, because the concept of the show is it takes place during Prohibition and um, it looks at New York's underground gay scene through Alice in Wonderland. And you have two characters, John Allison and Jane Allison, who are newlyweds, and they each represent an, a different Alice. Jane is Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and John is Alice from Through the Looking Glass. Mm. And there's like a, you know, magical dream night that they both go through and like discover their truth, um, where they encounter characters that are like parallels to the characters that Alice meets in Alice in Wonderland. So there's like a woman character who's like a white rabbit parallel and a Cheshire cat parallel. Mm -hmm. And Wonderland is this like cool speakeasy in Harlem. And that's where they end up at the end of the night. Well, I guess it's fitting then that you saw this and I saw Trip of Love. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And again, it actually, it's a, an interesting idea. I thought it's executed pretty well. It just, it's like... Right, it's just all, a, all, clearly a first draft yeah, that needs yeah. 50% of its material mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you're glad you saw it? Of course. That's good. Of course. Sometimes um, you're not. Well, that's true. I still wish I hadn't seen Sound and Fury. <laughs> I would like that evening back. Mm. I mean, it's fine. I'm not dwelling on it, Yeah. if you have to pick. Yeah. I feel like all the worst shows I've seen, there were people in them that I liked, so I, like, still wouldn't take it back. Like, mm. Dead Accounts. Like, I'm not going to take right, back... Right, like, I wouldn't take a back night with Norbert at the accounts, but I would take back The Sound of yeah. the Fury. Yeah. I mean, there's very, 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 very few, like... I'm sure less than mm-hmm. five theater experiences where I would actually say, yes, I wish I had not seen that. Right. Yeah. Again, I guess I don't wish I hadn't seen it. That second act though, it got a little cabin fevery. Right. Like totally. towards the end right. there. Cause you're then like, especially I if you can't. don't know that the show you're going into is that long, mm-hmm. even when you're enjoying whatever's happening, yeah. you're like, okay, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And- That's something. Do you remember when, did we see Jason Robert Brown's 54 show together or was that something no, I went No, I don't to? think I saw his show. I saw Jason Robert Brown at 50. I mean, this was a, like a year, a year and a half ago. And I, he like halfway through the show, he was like, I hate that thing where like when people want to know how, you know, how much longer the show is. So I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you right now that there are five more songs. Nice. And then like he counted them down because he was like, I don't want anybody being like, how much longer is the show? Because... And like admit and like acknowledge the fact that even when you're really enjoying all of it, you still have that feeling of like how many mm. songs are left. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. Good tip, Jason. That's nice. That was nice of him. Yeah. Uh, there was also someone in the audience who had a watch that would beep on the hour. So like 
the 10 o'clock hour beat. Uh-huh. And then thankfully we didn't get to the 11 o'clock hour. But like the first act was almost two hours and yeah. the second act was an hour and a half. And with like a, a little yeah. intermission and starting a little bit late, I left when I thought I would have been home for like an hour. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but again, super, I would be interested. Here's what I would be interested to see it again because it was so long. I would be mm. super interested to see what they cut. Right. And with such a wealth of material, the fin- once they make the cuts, it'll probably be great. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would cut think and hope... Fat off. Is yeah. that what you do when you And I would meat? think and hope that the creator... Where is his name? Danny Ashkenazi. I would think yeah. that it was pretty evident that everybody was like, this is too long. <laughs> you know, so you right. wouldn't hold on well, to Well, I guess even if you're going to a, something... Uh, if I were putting on a presentation like that, I would be like, we have so much material. We're giving all of it to you. I Like, you should just tell the audience how yeah. long your show is. Right. And I did get the PR guy who, you know, got us the tickets was, um, he was there and he also like sent an email quickly before the show actually started. That was like, it says anime closer to three hours because they're trying out material. <sighs> If uh, you were three. expecting it to not be that long, and then it was almost four. That's rough. But if you're interested to see how much they cut out, they're doing a more uh, produced, staged production of it at Theater for the New City, which is where this was in February, February 18th through March 13th. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll Again, check it like, out. yeah, interesting idea. Like, too much. Too much stuff. Mm. Cut it down. Cut it down. And from a new musical, we go to a revival of an old musical. (laughs) We saw Once Upon a Mattress with Jackie Hoffman. Yes. Jackie Hoffman's the fucking shit. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She was so great. Um, Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen Once Upon a Mattress. I hadn't seen it in quite a while, and I forgot. I remember... Like, I know the song Shy very well, because that's, that's in my book. Um, <laughs> just not a real thing. But um, I just had to think of that song. Yeah. Uh, it's like her big song that she sings when she comes out. When she gets there. Shy! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I remembered the rest of the music. And then, like, it's a, one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, oh, write this song. Mm. Oh, write this song. Oh, write this mm. song. Yeah, I didn't know any of the songs at all. I think Shy's kind of the only one that's well known from that show, mm. unless you know the show. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. I I spent a lot of time wondering how the show played when it wasn't Jackie Hoffman. And being like, how could you ever do this without her? <laughs> how would this show be possible without Jackie Hoffman? I mean, it opened with Carol Burnett, who... Or I'm just is, curious, how not- do you... Like, like, but Carol Burnett at what age? I looked it up, actually. I think she was, like, 26 or 27. Because, like, I envision Carol Burnett as, like, a sassy broad. But, like, I'm assuming she was just but a she's nice, always pretty a young lady, broad. though. But she's also. still, like, she wasn't. Okay, I mean, how does this ca- get cast normally? It's usually the character actress's big fucking break it's like these are the roles i can play where i'm the leading actress that's awesome this show cool cool cool. (laughs) i didn't know that uh that's great that's why like the um uh what's it called that's why the sarah jessica parker revival was Was like 
Yeah. Right. It didn't really hit. The only other reference I have for this I is mean, like, the casting that happened at Stage Door. Mm. And it was the Young Kid production. So it was 10 and 11 year olds. <laughs> um, and I... One of my campers, I think, was Winifred. And she was like, you know, a skinny child. Well, and the thing is, I mean, because of the way that Winifred is written, honestly... Anyone except a pretty young ingenue mm. can play that role. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. It's funny. It's definitely. And maybe just because I had a long week and was tired and was like, I'm really just here for Jackie Hoffman, you guys. <laughs> I did feel like there was like the times when Jackie Hoffman was on stage and then all the other times. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say like. No, no, no. That- Everyone else in the cast was fantastic, mm-hmm. although a complete and utter whitewash. It was. There was that one, one ensemble member of color. I was frustrated by that. You put a drag queen in there and you can't. And some, Jackie Hoffman as a young romantic color. lead. Right. Right. Yeah. The fuck? I just like, I spent a lot of the first act being real angry about that. Yeah. I spent most of the first act being like, Seriously, 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 seriously. You're like, hey, Jackie Hoffman. And I'm like, you're making all my dreams come true. You put Jackie Hoffman as the lead in a show. That's so fucking awesome and exciting. Oh, my God. There's a drag queen. What? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's white. Yeah. Everybody's white. That's unexpected. It's frustrating. It's like two steps forward, one step back. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> These are all things we need to be considering at all times. Yeah, like what the fuck, y'all? Because it's there's like tunnel vision where it's like, well, we did that one thing. <sighs> we gotta work on it. No passes. Well, and not a pass, but like that's what they think, though. Well, sure, sure, that's true. Yeah, but we did that. Doesn't that count? Right. Well, it counts well, for I think that. They but what have, about the rest of it? It's like that thing where you only see whiteness, so they don't even notice. Well, that's and also it, but true. But then, yeah, if somebody yeah. brought it up, they would be like, "Why? Yeah. We put a drag queen yeah. in. We put a white gay man in our show. Come <laughs> on, a white gay man in a musical theater Come on, show. Diversity. We got a white gay guy. But he in was there. dressed as a woman. Oh, that's new. <laughs> Speaking uh, of though, regardless of all of those issues, Lipsinka. Fantastic. Was I mean, fucking incredible. Fucking incredible. Uh, she's a genius. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. She's so fucking. I'm assuming she provided her own costumes just based, or they spent all, all the, budget. the budget on her costumes. Yeah. Those are the only two options. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, well, I feel like she provided her own costumes. Yeah. A, because she would have costuming mm-hmm. of her own. And B, her costumes were way too fucking nice. They were really great. <laughs> like her final costume, there's no fucking way the production paid for that final costume that for final just that costume scene. was amazing. That had to be hers. Amazing. It was incredible. Well, yeah. Uh, it was great. And her, just uh, everything that she did. Her clapping. All her, of her eyes. Yeah, her, her eyes. That thing she would do with her eyes where like one of them was closed and one of them was open. <laughs> like was a weird So switch. fucking funny. Oh, so great. It's and hilarious. here's another thing that we d- talked about after this show. On last week's episode, we were talking about what NBC could follow the whiz mm. up with. And this might be a good option because yeah. it's that kind of show where there's 
little showcases mm-hmm. for a lot of different types of people. Yeah, and like you could also put a stupid famous person as the king. Mm-hmm. You know, get someone really famous. Dude, that's where you can do your Russell Crowe bullshit. Uh, and then he doesn't have he to doesn't sing. have enough to talk and like yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I thought of, we I thought already, that during it was during the Jester mm, song that I was like, "Holy shit, this yeah. random character is just getting this whole song." Mm-hmm. Derek Huff, that's, that's who, who I thought. Derek, cast. I was like, while I was watching it, I was like, you know who? If they did this, it would work because the small parts, blah blah blah. Derek Huff would yeah. be great because mm-hmm. he's a good dancer mm-hmm. and he can sing. Yeah, and he can sing. And then I said that RuPaul could be <laughs> Queen Agravain. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, and I think it's, and then, it like, could you be could updated put, like, a little bit. It could be bit. like Tracy Ullman. Oh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's mainstream. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, or we could go. I'm trying to think of someone more American mainstream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> what if it was, I don't know if she can sing. What if it was like Amy Schumer? That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would fucking see that. That's very timely. She doesn't even have to sing that well. Right. No, no, not at all. I was going to say, I was like, what if it was like Tina Fey? Mm. <laughs> but As, no, Amy yeah. Schumer's better. Amy yeah. Schumer's better for this. Mm. Yeah. And Amy Schumer is like fucking hot commodity right yeah. now. She's having like the best year. Let's make mm-hmm. this the next thing. That would be great. I think we've put together a pretty good mm-hmm. cast here. Me too, me too. I mean, there's some, a million other parts that we could right. figure out. Right. Mm-hmm. You, play this so you have to have like a really good singer for the minstrel because that's like his job and he has to open the show with that song. Right. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. People like Speaking him. of, true, true. It would be on NDC so you could get like somebody from The Voice. Oh, one of the performers? <laughs> yeah. I don't watch The Voice, so Me I don't either. know. I don't know. I mean, there's possibilities there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, people. Do it. We could Take get somebody advice. to... I don't know what the... You'd have to work with the estate, but like to, you update know... Update Update the book a little bit. The Larkin, um, Prince Harry storyline could be, could be updated Definitely. a little bit. It's not like it's that 1960s satire where it now feels like it's not satire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like where uh, um, Winifred was like, what did you do wrong? Why are you upset? Mm. Like that scene read weird. Cause she, you know, I don't know. There yeah, are things yeah. that need to be like tweaked, but it's still. It, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on on board. Yeah, let's do it. And until that happens, you should go see Once on a Mattress that the transport group is doing through January 3rd. Awesome. Go fucking see Jackie Hoffman, you guys. Because she's so great. She's so amazing. Also, just shout out to Jason Sweet Tooth Williams, which is his name, his equity name, who is Prince Dauntless. Oh, he was really funny. He was, he was hilarious. Great. He had great timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked him. Emily, you had some celebrity sightings oh my this God. week. So, so many people this week. First and foremost, most important of all, on Friday night, I went to Pieces, 
the gay bar in the village. That's the first gay bar in New York I ever went oh, to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I only went there the first time a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like it. It's like small yeah. and, you know, drag show. It's a type of bar I can... It's a type of gay bar that I can handle for yeah. a few minutes. Because um, I generally really can't handle that <laughs> shit at all. But my friend... Nancy No Good Bottoms mm-hmm. was performing. She's a drag queen. And so we went and when we got there, her drag mother is Dusty Bottoms mm-hmm. who hosts um, evenings at, there like all the time. So we got there and we were like late, <laughs> obviously. Um, and, and and yeah, Dusty was like, you're going on right now or whatever. Yikes. And I was like, made sure she was all ready and, had, and was like ready to go on and shit. And then I was like getting my phone out so I could videotape. And all of a sudden I was like, holy fucking shit. Stephen Flaherty is one foot away from me. <gasps> Stephen Flaherty is standing right in front of me. Stephen Flaherty is here. And then I like whispered to my other friend who was with us. I was like, Stephen Flaherty is here. Don't tell her. <laughs> and then she was like, what are you guys talking about? And I was like, nothing. And then after mm-hmm. she performed, obviously, sure. I told her and was like, you just performed for Stephen Flaherty. And that was very exciting. That is so exciting. I know. I wonder if he liked the show. I think he did because he told Dusty that he had a good time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was amazing. Also, because it was like Nancy performed and then... Dusty was like, and now it's midnight and the underwear party is starting. And everyone took their clothes off. Oh. I mean, not everybody. Well, sure. At the underwear party, you check all your clothes and uh, hang out at the bar in your underwear. Oh. But I think Stephen Flaherty left. Mm. But anyway, I saw Stephen Flaherty at a gay bar and that was fun and exciting. That is exciting. (laughs) I love Stephen Flaherty. (laughs) <laughs> I hope he writes Creed the musical mm. with Lynn. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <sighs> well, what was your other sighting? Oh, oh, oh! There was a big dog adoption. I I was working at at a pop up thing in Chelsea, and there was like this big ASPCA dog adoption mm-hmm. next door. So on the first day I was working there, I went in after work and looked at all the dogs oh, and a got a real bad idea yeah. and then I left crying Aww. and then on the second day I was like no looking at dogs don't go look mm-hmm. at the dogs go on your lunch break and go get some lunch and as I was crossing the street I like saw some people with a dog and I was like oh look at that dog look at that that's Andy Carl ah! that's Andy Carl and Orfe looking at that dog Maybe they were adopting a dog oh I hope so I looked on their Instagram and I didn't see anything Aww. Luckiest but dog I ever. Hope, I hope they adopted a dog. I hope they adopted a dog, gave mm. a dog a good What home. kind of dog was it? Was it a bulldog? Um, no, I think it was like a pit mix. They mm. had a lot of pit mixes. Mm, sure, um, I know. But I, I went back, I went back and, and glanced around when they were closing up on Sunday and they did almost 200 dog adoptions over yeah. the weekend. So that's a lot of dogs. That is that a lot of homes. dogs. That's good. That is good. Yeah. You know what's the thing that makes it okay for me to look at the dogs, even though it makes me cry because I'm sad that they don't have homes? Yeah. Is that like both of the... I have had two dogs in my life, both Mm -hmm. of them adopted from the pound. And both times I had an experience where I walked into the pound, 
and immediately was like, that's my dog. Mm. I know that's my dog. And I just knew. And like, especially when I was like eight years old and I was like, that's my dog. My mom was like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. This dog is already seven years old. (laughs) Is this really the dog you want? Like, and like really questioned his mom. And there was no doubt in my mind that I was like, I walked in, I saw her. I knew she was my dog both times. So when I was walking around, I was like, I will know if I see my dog. Right. If I'm meant to have a dog, I'll see it and I'll know it's mine. Because mm. that happened to me. Love at first dog sight. Oh, that's fantastic. It. Yeah. Maybe that's why I can't go to those things. I don't have money for a dog right now. I mean, I don't have money for a dog right now, but if I had that experience mm. with the dog, I probably would have come home with a dog. Well, right. That's what because I mean. I've, that's because I've had... I don't. But, but you've never had that experience before, no, have you? I only had one dog and it was a cousin's dog that their dog had puppies with a neighbor's dog. I, I think Whoops. if I had not had Spain those previous neuter. experiences, like... Yeah, because I was like walking around looking and being like, oh my God, look at that one and look at that one and look at that one. And then I was like, you know, like, don't freak out because yeah. if you saw your dog, you would know it. Mm. Like, it's a, it's a feeling like mm. right down your core. You know, it's the only thing I could even possibly closely equate to like a soulmate something. I've never had that experience yeah. with a human, but I have had two experiences like that oh. with dogs where I was like, I just knew. I just knew yeah. that was my dog. Yeah. And I took them home with me. Well, that's nice. You know what is even more crazy, though, about the first dog we had, the one mm-hmm. we got when I was like seven or eight, mm-hmm. was that the my parents had like bought, like on, on my birthday, they had bought like a dog collar. So I opened up a box and there was a oh, collar uh-huh. and they were like, we're going to go pick out a dog for yeah. the pound. And when, and they had gone, I guess, like the week before to look at dogs. And when my parents were like getting out of the car in the parking lot, my mom saw this woman like bringing a dog into the pound and was like, oh, look at that dog. She's so sweet. She's so cute. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and they were like, oh, we have to, you know, we can't take care of her anymore or something like that. Yeah. And my mom was like, that dog is so perfect. Like, we should just take this dog home. And my dad was like, no, like you should let her pick out the dog. It was that dog. Same dog. Amazing. That dog was my family's soulmate. We knew she was our dog. That's great. She was a great dog. That's great. I miss my dog. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Hopefully Andy and Orfe. I hope they got a dog. Yeah. Adopt some dogs. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Patty Murren and uh, Colin Donnell. There is. That's his name. That is his name. Yep. You did I it. I wonder if they got some dogs. I don't know. They've They're been fostering puppies. Have you been seeing this on the... Um, no. They've been fostering puppies. Every once in a while, like, Patty will just post a picture of a puppy and be like, fostering this puppy tonight. Anybody... He's up for adoption. Do you want him? Can't do that. Ah! That's like... But here's the thing about I could, fostering and then puppies, I would keep though. the first puppy and then not do it anymore. No, no. But, <laughs> but you have, like, a revolving door No, I mean, I understand that. I think I could do something like that. Mm. I don't know. Unless the first one was like mm. a like an annoying puppy. Well, they're all no. Well, they're all puppies. Awesome and also annoying. But well, you know what I mean? Puppies are it's like having a baby. I know. They you know. No, well, they wake you up when yeah. you're trying to sleep. Like, those <laughs> jerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they poop everywhere. Okay. You can't even put a diaper on them. Nope. You gotta get a wee pad and a, and then take him on a walk. Yeah. Moving on from dogs, <laughs> we have like a lot of announcements. We had some encores casting news. Mm. 
Cabin in the Sky, a show that I don't know anything about, will star Norm Lewis. Fuck yes. Fuck LaShawn. Yes, fuck, yes, fuck yes. Chuck Cooper. Oh my God. Um, some other people. Jay Bernard Calloway. It's very exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Here's here's the little LaShawn. Um, I know. Here's the the here's the little synopsis. The musical sell, tells the story of little Joe Jackson, a charming ne'er do well, who dies in a saloon brawl and is given six months on earth to prove his worth to the Lord's General, Norm Lewis. Yikes! And his long suffering wife, LaShawn's, while resisting the temptation of the devil's head man, Chuck Cooper. Whoa. But who's little Joe Jackson? Maybe that role hasn't been... That's not Norm Lewis? No, Norm Lewis is the Lord's general. And LaShawn's is the suffering wife, of course. And Chuck Cooper is the devil's head man. It doesn't... There's huh. there's casting... You know, there's other casting listed, but um, there's not no the one, one listed as little Joe Jackson. So Maybe it's Joshua Henry. Oh, everything should be Joshua Henry. <laughs> Interesting cabin in the sky. And then the other two are going to be 1776 and Do I Hear a Waltz? But ca- um, casting has not been announced for those. Interesting. Yeah. Do I Hear a Waltz? I don't know anything don't know about Do I Hear a Waltz. Either. I know Emily Skinner did it regionally over mm, the summer. That's fun. That's about all I Maybe know. Maybe she'll do it here. Some other, another show I wanted to talk about that I guess was announced a while ago, but I I vaguely remember hearing about it, but then I actually looked into it, and we really need to talk about it. It just opened in Chicago. It's called Gotta Dance, mm. and it's it's based on a 2008 documentary of the same name about professional basketball's first ever aged 60 and older dance team. My mom could join. Yeah, so could mine. They should start their own. <laughs> I want to see this. I mean, <laughs> listen, Marvin Hamlish had been working on the music. And then after he died, Matthew Sklar picked up uh, who the, the music who did Elf oh. with Chad Beglin, who d- did working on the book with Bob Martin. And the lyrics are by Nell Benjamin, who did Legally Blonde's lyrics. So this, this is a, a good team. creative team. Good team. But now listen to some of the cast. Uh-oh. Lilius White. What? Andre DeShields. Georgia Engel. I mean, those are like the big... Lilius fucking White is in this. Yes. Stephanie Powers also. Give me the fucking Chicago! Wait, Stephanie Powers is yes. in this? What? Um, some other names in the ensemble and such. Haven Burton, who's obviously oh. not one of the over 60s, but uh, super fun. Virginia Ann Woodruff. Some really great, like, uh I can't believe ensemblists. you didn't lead this story with Lilius White is starring in Well, I was burying the lead. I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to... To spring that on you. Shit! I know. Lilius fucking White is in a musical and we're not seeing it. How do we get to Chicago? Airplane? Fuck! When's it playing until? My birthday is it's this week. going through January 10th. It's supposed to be coming in the spring of 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't need to go to Chicago. No, no. This, it doesn't, but it hasn't announced a theater. Right. But it's spring of 2016. So it's next season. Right. right. But. Oh, s- wait, what? 
Oh wait, no, that is this upcoming. Yeah, I'm that's confused. this spring. What, day, what year is it? What month 2015, is it? Oh, spring 90. of 2016 is this season. So it says, but yeah, no, no theater. New York dates and a theater have not been announced. Jesus fucking fuck, we had better come. Fuck, fuck. Well, I think it will come Lilius. eventually. Lilius. Even if, if it doesn't come this spring. I need to see it. Mm. Lilius White is in it. <laughs> I need to see it. I fucking worship her. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I mean, how did we, how was this not more on our radar? I have an excuse, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea how this one slipped. How did we do that? I mean, I remember hearing about, listen, I did hear about this. I heard about it from Lady Watch, which is a really great podcast that you yeah. should be listening to because they love Stephanie Powers yeah. and they were talking about it from that angle. Mm. So I knew that it was happening. <gasps> is why not on Lady Watch? I'm not oh, sure. I'm they might have, and they might have mentioned her, but you know, I don't. I'm also usually doing a million things when I'm like right, listening right, to right, one of those sure, podcasts sure. and they are really focused on Stephanie Powers. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so even if they were like, and also Lilius White is in it, you know. Uh, so the, I, like, I was not unaware of it. I just didn't really know the right. scope of it. Oh my God, so though. it's very exciting. And then late last night, some, uh, this being Monday night, a little, a little information dropped on the internet, like that. You know, we're just gonna leave this here. Not only is Natasha Pierre in the Great Comet of 1912, 1812, 1812, <laughs> coming to Broadway. Woo! I never saw it. It's going to star Josh Groban. I'm indifferent to that information. I wish. How I, do you feel about it? I love Josh Groban. I wish I remembered the show a little bit better. I did see it and it was great. I And I haven't really listened to it. So I don't know. A lot of people on the internet are saying it's interesting casting hmm. and it's a little stunty. Hmm. I think I think that's true. I think it's slightly unfair only because I do think that he has... Is Philippa going to come back? I'm not. Probably not. Hmm. He has the talent to both acting and singing to back it up. Is he an actor? Mm-hmm. This is why I also am interested, though, because I would think it would make more sense for him to be in a comedy. Ah. Because he's very funny and he has really good huh. comedic timing. And there's, you know, it's it's not like, it's not war and peace. It's right. It's the, actually, it's the peace part of war and peace. Mm. Um, so there's lighter things in it. It's not like a dirge the whole time. Um but it would have made more sense to me for him to do something like first date or something like that. That's, <gasps> I mean, not first date, but <laughs> <laughs> also because he's got that voice. So then it's hard to put him in somewhere. Mm, but chess. in the end, I'm excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I want a revival well, of Well, sure. And I yeah. would accept Josh Groban yeah. in the part. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't know. I don't remember the show well enough to know right. which role it is, what that means, what, you know, mm. whatever. But just having Josh Groban be cast in a Broadway show is not stunty to me. Mm. Depending on the role and what they do with it, that can make it stunty. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And I don't know where it's going to be because it was like What's- interactive. It was sort of like murder ballad where well, you're in the bar. You're I know, but in... haven't they also 
presented it in other spaces that had less interaction or less like food service and stuff like that? That I'm not sure. I don't know if there's food service at, do we say ART? Is that what we do? At ART, but I think they've transformed that room to where it's not like a proscenium stage. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it can't work. I think you can do anything right if you do it right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious to see how it works. Yeah, me too. I'm more, I'm more just like questioning, not like naysaying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of questions about it, but <laughs> it's, it was a really great show. Yeah, so, so for it to be done again is always welcome. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And now, um, a little bit more of a, a serious subject. Mm. Emily, get ready for Emily's rant corner. <laughs> What am I mad about today? (laughs) Well, playwright Dominique Morisot wrote an essay about theater patrons and the demographics in the theater and like how it's creating an unwelcoming space for a lot of people. Right. Because old white people think they run this shit. And there's old white people are like, I've been going to the theater for such a long time, and this is how you act like a proper person in the theater. And yeah. black people are like, no. Well, it's also, I mean, yes, it's also not necessarily even black people. Right. There's also like Young a generational people. thing because, and I'm not going to pretend that I didn't have that sort of idea of it. Like, um, I compartmentalize in that sort of way. I'm like, this is the way you behave when you're in this situation. And this is the way you behave when you're in this situation. And then you just have to realize that sometimes different situations overlap and or look at what's happening around you and react to the reality. Right. And that is a hard thing for people who have been like just living the same way for so long and being told that that this is the way and this is the way you should do it. And right. and they're the ones that are going to be leaving this world sooner. Yep. So the theaters need to stop catering, catering to, them. to them. Stop catering to the people that got one foot in the grave, y'all. Um, yeah. And also, like, from what she wrote, she was talking about seeing a show at that clearly was meant to have some talk back and some interaction with the audience. Mm-hmm. And the old dumb white people were still like, well, excuse right. me, can you stop? And it's like, bitch, do you not see what's going on? Which is like exactly what you were yeah. saying about how they, like, I can understand how if one person were doing it mm-hmm. and then you're like, shut up. But like, I don't know, just in general, like I've had so many old people like tell me to laugh quieter or like take my hat off when all I'm wearing is a beanie. And I'm like, why are you telling me to take my hat off? Is it because you can't see or because you just think think I should take my hat off in the theater? Yeah. Bitches. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's a difference that she pointed out in her article and also um, I believe it was mildly bitter on Twitter pointed out that's who posted this first, who I saw it from. Mm. She was like, I was at a show recently and there was a group of loud teenagers by me and I was irritated by it. Mm. And then as I sort of allowed myself to understand what was happening, I realized that they were being loud in in response to and in appreciation of the show. Mm -hmm. And then even if that's not the experience that 
you thought you were going to have, see, like having anyone react to theater in that way, that's the goal of theater, right. is is that sort of reaction. Right. And it's like that article that, um, or well, that open letter that Kelvin Moonlow posted about oh, the kid yeah. with autism. Yeah. Like, there, everyone can be at the theater. Everyone right. can be there and react how they react. Yeah, because on the other hand, you know what I hate uh, with old white people when they're viewing theater? How they don't fucking clap. Yeah. They don't applaud. It's And strange. they don't react. They just sit there and watch it in silence. And you're like, what's wrong with Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you. Don't tell me how to view theater. Don't tell anyone how that they should experience theater. I mean, I think like, I think obviously, you know these old people think that the people surrounding them are, you know, doing bad audience behavior, like texting or talking, but they're not. Right. That doesn't fall under those categories. Right. Like responding to the show is not the same right. as talking during right. the show or tweeting during right. the show right. or whatever yeah. you want to yeah. say. It, I don't know. And I don't know how we change that except to... Let everybody die. <laughs> die old white people die. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's so fucking Just, frustrating. I, don't know. I, I mean, because I'm also one of those people that I, I think it's complete and utter bullshit that, you know, people get to a certain age and you're kind of like, well, they're never going to change. Why force them I, to yeah, expose I'm, them to new things? I'm like, fuck them. Fuck them. Right. They can handle if, it. Well, and if, yeah, if they're if they gonna, like. If they don't, they die so insensitive well and well but if they're gonna be like well i'm just gonna tell you what i think well then i'm gonna tell you what i think back to you i also just watched the first couple episodes of the season two of transparent yeah have you watched no i don't want to like spoil anything but i mean it was some an issue in the first season in the second season she is you know faced with the issue of wanting to see her mother mm. and the mother is like very old yeah. and, and the, her like, you know, aunt is like, don't come. She is, you know, just, she's almost out of this world. Just let mm. her leave this world without dealing with this. And it's like, no, fuck her. She's yeah. about to leave this world. She better fucking know that her child is transitioning. Like, yeah. Fuck you, old people. Stop telling me to take my goddamn hat off. <laughs> I don't want to take my hat off. It's a beanie and it keeps my head warm. Yeah, and it's not in your way. It's not. And stop being racist. Mm. Number one, stop being racist. <laughs> Number one. Number one, stop being racist. Number two, I'm going to wear my fucking hat inside. Mm-hmm. Number three, shut up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, there was another incident also speaking and like speaking of old people, the people whose phones go off in theater, mm. like 99% of the time mm-hmm. are old people because oh, they like, huh? Yep. Like I, the one time, the worst moment in my entire life, <laughs> the one time my phone went off, it's because I had just gotten a smartphone and it was like a relatively new smartphone and you had to do like three steps to turn it all the way off. <laughs> and I didn't do the third step or whatever. And the sound was on and Adam Lambert started singing or whatever it was and it was terrifying but like so not saying that young people don't do that too but like it's the, almost the always vast majority old people the vast majority well at sylvia someone's phone went off a couple of times <sighs> and then they answered it what 
And I mean, it just sounds like a crazy situation where like the people around them were like, get off the phone, get off the phone. And Matthew Broderick and Annalie Ashford are like on stage trying to keep the scene going. And she was saying that like in this show, it's pretty easy. She said, if phone goes off, um, who, who, who is this? Annalie Ashford said, you know, that the show is pretty easy because she's, this dog character, if something like that happens, she will like react, react to, to it. it. So she said, said, I did my bark. I said, hey, 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 hey. And she didn't stop. So, so I ad-libbed. I think somebody is having a conversation in the other room and it got a laugh. But like it got to the point where the audience just wasn't paying attention. Right. And they were like, we right. need to stop and start this scene Holy over. Holy shit. The interesting thing, she said, the they gentleman in the front out? row started yelling, throw her out. Ha. <laughs> And and Broderick acknowledged the situation and she said made a loving motion to him to calm down. That's funny. Um, I mean, it just sounded like Did they kick crazy. her out? I can't figure out if they kicked her out. They because must then have kicked her out. There was this You cannot answer your fucking phone in the middle of an well, act and here's not get where ejected. here's where that part ended. She said finally she didn't say this in the article, finally someone near the woman helped her get off the phone and turn it off. What does that mean? So I don't know what that means, helped her get off the phone. What I think is the best thing about this is that Annalie Ashford's first reaction was like, if you're picking up a phone in the theater, like, I hope everything's okay. Sure. Because if you're dealing with some sort of tragedy or trauma, like... Right, but here's the thing. <laughs> if you knew that, like, your mom was sick yeah. or your uncle was mm-hmm. in the hospital right now and you had left your phone on specifically for that reason, you would immediately get up and leave. Because yes, you'd you be like, something's the wrong, I need to leave. You don't The people answer that answer their phone the in the seat. middle of the act are the people that are like, whatever. Yeah. Judith, when are you going over tomorrow for bagels? Like, that's the fucking woman that answered the phone. Don't, Emily, don't disparage your people like that. <laughs> Listen. I know. When I was in high school performing, <laughs> I don't even remember what show it was, but my oh, grandmother's phone rang four times during the performance. Yeah, I, my grandma yelled something something crazy out once at, a, at like the variety show or something. And I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty funny at the time. Or maybe it was when I was doing yellow face in South Pacific. Yikes. And she was like, that's my granddaughter. <laughs> or like something. <laughs> she died. Why is her skin that color? What'd you do to her? She died this not is that racist. long after. So, oh, she would have not. <laughs> I'm no. sure she wouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, fuck that one lady. Because the person that answers their phone sitting in their seat mm-hmm. in the middle of the act is the person that has no concept of or awareness of Yeah, this. but that's, that's the part that's so confusing to me. Helped her get off her phone and turn it off what does that mean i mean i would assume that at that point the house staff yeah. was there getting her off the phone and making her leave or get off the phone yeah so i don't i don't know what ended up i don't know if she actually got kicked out i mean it, there's no god jesus somebody yeah update but us maybe they didn't because it was like right towards the end and they were like don't turn your phone but they back started on. the scene over they started the scene over holy shit yeah it's crazy mm-hmm but ever, you know, Annalise, I don't know. Annalise should have she's the best. run into the audience going, hey, 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 and then <laughs> taking the phone. Yeah. Patty LuPone style. Yeah. Like, but still in character. Yeah. And so then Krista like, Rodriguez thrown style. it out the door like that right. critic at right. Natasha Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Or sh- what she should have done is just gone up to that woman and been like, hey, 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 That would have been like, like really hilarious. The audience would have started applauding her. And then there could have been a standing ovation to have that woman kicked out of the theater. That would have been hilarious. Damn it. That would have been funny. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen it, which I really, really need to do. But it's sad that it was like the middle of the play's breakup scene. Which I guess is a spoiler, but I don't know if wow. that, uh, like, so is that close to the, the end? Middle of the play's breakup scene between Sylvia and Greg. That's the end of the play. Oh, okay. Well, so that's probably why she didn't get kicked out. Right. And then they just finished the play. Yeah, that's like the very end. And of then the play. maybe she'll be banned from life from the. Where is it at the court? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at the court. It is. Playbell just told me court theater <laughs> i'm like trying to visualize it and i f- feel disoriented 46th street okay. <laughs> across from chipotle uh, yeah, yeah across <laughs> from chipotle well i just think that old people need to pave themselves in the theater i think old people <laughs> need to stop coming into the theater <laughs> make room for the rest of us carolee 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 update carolee carmelo Commented on our Instagram. OMG. It was so exciting, even though I didn't know about it until days later. <laughs> um, I thought I told you. No, bitch, you did not. Sorry. You didn't. Int- it wasn't until co- whenever like the next when you time signed I back signed in. back into the mm. our Instagram was. And I was like, <gasps> um, especially because you had commented back at her. Um, but yeah, because we, Patty finally gave me my pack of Lights of Broadway trading cards mm-hmm. because I missed them because I was, I don't even know why I was doing something that night. And, and I happened to have in my pack a Norbert Leo Butts mm-hmm. card and Patty had in your pack Carolee Carmelo. I traded for that so Carolee you- Carmelo. <gasps> just FYI. What did you trade? I can't remember. There was nobody like I didn't want, obviously. Right. Sure, sure, but sure, sure, sure. I had a show card. I think I had a rent card, oh. which I did not want. But, right. you know, I would rather have the people than the shows. Unless yeah, me too. Unless it's a show that I really, really Ooh, I got love. a Kinky Boots card. I'm pretty excited That's about good. That. That's good. I have a Book of Mormon no, card. I need that to nobody, collect fucking all of them. Nobody wanted a Book of Mormon card. <laughs> no. That's funny. <laughs> I had a... Oh, I think... Oh, I think I traded the BCEFA card for Carolee Carmelo. Oh. Because... Um, we're in a little group and one of the people I traded with is like not a, you know, musical theater person. So though he knows the greatness of Carolee Carmelo um, was like, didn't need it, you know? And I was like, you might want this charity card. Yes. That's a good trade. Patty. Yeah. yeah, Well done. Well done. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And not that I didn't want the Carolee, but I knew. But you knew that I needed it. Yeah. And then you got a Norbert. Yeah. It was perfect. It was meant to be. That was great. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm OMG. I got traded. I traded for you, Carolee. Yeah. Well, and I needed to let her know that there were no hard feelings. (laughs) That I'd trade back in a heartbeat. It's funny. It's hilarious. I want a Carolee Carmelo card. I just knew your need was bigger than mine. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate it. I clipped it up uh, uh, with a bunch of other knickknacks and stuff. Fantastic. Yep. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet of the Week. On December 12th at 3.55 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, I'm so tired that I just accidentally ended a business email with I love you. <gasps> Do you think she emailed them again and was like, 
Sorry. <laughs> Do you remember that time when we ordered takeout and that guy said, I love you on the phone? Yes, when he hung up. Remember when we up? used to call restaurants to order food? I do remember that. We I'm were so missing glad out I on these wonderful experiences, though, That's where true. you where you call the restaurant and you're like, hey, it's been like an hour and a half. Where's my food? And he's like, I don't know who you are or what you're talking mm-hmm. about. And we're like, we definitely ordered food. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. It's on its way. Okay, bye. I love you. It's <laughs> 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 still one of the funniest it's things really that's ever funny. happened. <laughs> I just want to know what he did as soon because uh, that's so, that's like calling your teacher mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, or like you're at the airport, have a good flight, you too, to like the TSA person. They're like, bitch, I'm not going anywhere. I work here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's funny. Oh, that's Sometimes great. that those weird things happen to me at work, like especially after a long day of mm-hmm. saying the same shit to people yeah. over and over and over again. And yeah, and then I start just saying... I just trail off. Yeah. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Pretend like I didn't just say anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love you. I want to know what her business Uh, email was and who she was emailing. I know. Is it like some important executive or like someone at Roundabout? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she emailed Zachary Levi. (laughs) Well, like there's some people that it would be like a work email where it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. But I hope it was weird. Uh, me too. It's only <laughs> funny if it was weird. It's <laughs> great. I hope they emailed her back and said, love you too. Me too. <laughs> uh, Everyone, end your business and professional emails and your school emails with I love you. Yeah. Just start doing it. Just make the world a more loving place. Absolutely. We love you. <laughs> That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go go see live theater. theater.